host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by my co-host, the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing? Doing good, Chris. Doing good. Good, good. And we got a returning guest here tonight with us. We got Mr. John Gruber joining us once again. John, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Chris? Jay? Awesome, man. Glad to have you back on, man. Good to be back. Cool, cool. A lot of stuff to cover here, guys. I mean, we got the playoffs and stuff going on. We're going to talk some baseball managers. So, it should be a good episode. You guys ready? Ready. All I'm ready, right. man. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, we're going to start off with the um <clears throat> we can start off with the playoffs here. It's a lot been going on since the last episode. I mean, we had the two wild card games on the National League side, it was the Nationals and Brewers. And on the AL side, we had the Rays and the Athletics. Of course, the Rays won, and then the Nationals won. Nationals went on to play the Dodgers, and then the Rays went on to play the Astros. And, of course, the Astros won, and the Nats beat the Dodgers. Actually, both of those series went the whole the first round. They went the whole um, five games. Nats won 3-2, and Houston won 3-2. And, of course, the um, Yankees swept the Twins in the first round. And then, of course, the second round, we got... <clears throat> Right now, we got the Cardinals and the Nationals playing. The Nationals are about to actually sweep. <laughs> Looks like they're about to sweep the Cardinals. They're up 7 nothing right now. And then, of course, Houston, they're playing the Yankees, and they're up two. Houston's up 2-1 in that series. I mean, it's been a very good baseball on both sides, from National League and the American League. Um, I'll start with you, Jay. Um, what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? Well, I mean, uh, it's funny because when we did the last episode, which uh, the Nationals, <laughs> they were losing that game. Yeah, they were losing. You know? yeah, I and that. I remember you being a little bit nervous about it. I was. I was. And, and I said, <laughs> I, think, I think the words I said on the episode was, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. Don't worry, yes, everything will be all right. <laughs> you don't yes, you did. Yes, you did. You kept me calm, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> so... <laughs> And so I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe I should watch the end of that game. And after we got over, we finished, uh, you know, recording with that. I did. I ended up watching the game. And then I started laughing when uh, I forgot who was up to bat. And they hit it in the outfield. And, and Dude basically just, like, overshot it. And it went. I was like, yep, that's it. It's over. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they, they won. It was like it was. Yeah, Juan Soto, yep. Yeah, it, it was meant to happen. And also on that record, I mean, I got to mentioned my other prediction. I said yes, that the, Dodgers, yes, the, the Dodgers was going to, they was not going to make it to the World Series. And who would have thought? The Nationals. Mm -hmm. All the ones who... Lo and behold, man. Right. That's, and, a, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, he made a very bold prediction there, John, man. I was like, wow. As soon as they, we won that series, I, I messaged him. I said, man, you, you were right on the money on that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, I mean, on, on the American League side, um, it, it's been some really good baseball. It, it kind of went the way I thought because the Rays, as we talked about throughout the course of this uh, podcast and whatnot, mm -hmm. they started off the season hot, but then they kind of fell apart like mm -hmm. halfway through the season. They just never, they didn't seem right. I don't know what happened, but it just they never seemed right. After that, and yeah, they got to you know they they won the wild card game, but then they lost to the Astros. I mean, the Astros just too much for them. Um, the Yankees, you know, they're the Yankees in a sense. But um, this uh, AL series, uh, the, you know, between the Yankees and the Astros, I think 
I think it's going to go the whole run. Um, but I do have a feeling that the Astros might win the series and go on and play the Nationals in the World Series. But it has been good on both sides. It definitely has. And I say, Houston, that pitching rotation of theirs is amazing. It's very kind of almost similar to ours. I mean, the top of that pitching rotation is absolutely amazing. So I could definitely see Houston coming out there. And I could definitely see that going like six or seven games, most yeah. definitely. But, um, John, how do you feel about the playoffs so far? How do you feel about the playoffs? Uh, well, I mean, you know me being an Orioles fan at heart, um, it's hard hard to watch it when your team's not in it, but they weren't even in it at the beginning of the season. So, uh, I've, I've definitely enjoyed the playoffs. Um, definitely been cheering for the Nationals the entire playoffs. Uh, just, you know, being in the DMV area, it's, it'll be nice to, you know, see them do something. Um, Houston and the Yankees, that, that's going to be a definite, um, that's going to go all the way. Uh, I think they're going to take that in the distance. Nationals, I think they're going to sweep it and they're going to they're going to rest up <laughs> and see who they play. And I, I think either either team they play in the American League is going to be a it's going to be a, a slugout. It's, it's definitely going to be a, a uh, who's got the better baseball brain between the two managers. And I think it's just who's going to be the got the better the better rotation and the better bullpen in in both of those games and, and uh, for both of those teams. So it's definitely playoffs have been an interesting thing to watch, but. Um, Definitely looking forward to the World Series. Yeah, like I said, any you look at it, it's, it's going to be, you know, a very good matchup. Like I said, with Nats, Yankees, Nats, um, Houston, it's going to be some very good, um, very good baseball. The thing that surprised, surprised me the most, especially when it comes to the Nationals, it's been the pitching, the way we've been dominating St. Louis. I mean, I know we had good starters, but I mean, it started with, with Sanchez in the first game, he went seven and two um, innings. He had, he had one hit, no runs, five strikeouts. Then Scherzer comes out the next game, seven innings, one hit, no earned runs, eleven strikeouts. And then Strasburg last night, seven innings, gave up seven hits, no earned runs, twelve strikeouts. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, John, I mean, Jay, thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I mean, we all have been watching sports. A long time and you know every every time it gets to a playoff whatever sport there's always one team that just seems to click at the right time and mm-hmm. i feel like your nationals is that team they yeah they, it's like they went up a notch even though they didn't win you know the division and everything but they they just found a way to band together and it's like everyone is on the same page and they know what their goal is you know so i just feel like with that you know they're until until somebody beat them i see them you know holding trophy you know at the after the world series over because they just seem to be clicking at the right time and everybody is on the same page yeah most definitely i mean since May, they had that rough start. They've had the best record in baseball since like the middle of May, and like I said, just something just seems to be clicking. It just seems like there's magic with that team right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, John, how do you feel about the Nationals um, pitching in this um, series against the Cardinals? I definitely, I definitely think their their pitching showed up. Um. We, you know, like Jay was saying, we we've all been sports fans. We've all been baseball fans. We all know that. Sometimes your, your rotation's on, sometimes it's off. And there have been plenty of times, and Chris, you can vouch for this, where that Nationals rotation just don't look right. Mm-hmm. And even coming out of the bullpen, that ro- and the bullpen don't look right. 
Mm-hmm. But I think you saw you saw some brilliant performances and some gems by guys who, you know, I think they brought Strasburg out of the bullpen a few times mm-hmm. during, you know, during the series. Mm-hmm. And you're, you saw gems by those guys. You saw great pitching. You saw Marks getting hit. You saw, you know, you saw the the Strasburg and the Scherzer of old, which I love. I love. I was I was fans of both of those guys, even being an Orioles fan. Mm-hmm. I was a pitchers mm-hmm. guy. I loved Max Scherzer. I loved. You know, Strasburg, I love guys like that. Um, I definitely think, like you said, you know, um, teams click at the right time. And I don't see, I don't see anything, any, anything or anyone beating that Nationals rotation or that bullpen right now. I don't. Um, and then you got the, the offense to, to combat with it. Like the, you have a solid offense. You got Soto, you got Rendon, you got Turner, you got all these guys who just, see the ball well they're seeing the ball well and you know like you guys are saying they, they're clicking at the right time and i don't think them not winning the division i, I certain teams where you watch a sport the team that wins the division you kind of expect them to do well then they don't so they disappoint you i think with the nets they didn't win the division so now it's like okay now we're surprised that they're actually doing this and you know that kind of thing i think sometimes winning the division kind of boosts the egos a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. they don't focus as much sometimes on playing the way they should be playing you know because they already got that 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 division win so i think sometimes they settle and they get content on okay well we played that way in the division we won the division playing the we're playing maybe not step up our game but if you don't win the division i think that's when you click and you step your game up to go you know what okay let's let's get out of there and just get it done yeah, most definitely. Cause like I said, the last few times we've been in the playoffs, we got in, you know, as a division winner, and you know, we didn't show up. We have we're not playing as well as we're playing right now. Like I said, just something just seems very different about this team. They just seem hungrier. They just seem to be playing well together. I mean, the bullpen. I mean, that was one of the biggest issues. You know, I was worried about going into the playoffs. The bullpen has showed up, and they just seem like they're on a mission, man. And <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing right now because. Can you imagine how Bryce Harper is feeling right now? I mean, he left, took all that money from the Phillies. He's sitting at home looking at the Nationals like one win away from the World Series. I mean, I can only imagine how he's feeling. I think it's glorious. It shows you, and and Jay can confirm with this, there are, there are times when we, we as sports fans look at people and go, they're a cancer or they're, they're not good for that team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bryce Harper was doing something to that team that was negative. Yep. And yep. and their play this season is showing that, you know, and and that's the whole thing. It's like you really that's the epitome of now of showing what a negative player can do to an entire roster when they're gone or when they're there. So I definitely think the Bryceless Nationals are the nationals of the future. And I definitely I, I like it from what I'm seeing out of them without him. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Okay. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that hundred percent because when and I mean Chris, you know about this too. I, well, you might know a little bit better, of course, but um, when Bryce Harper was there, it almost seemed like it was Bryce Harper and the Washington Nationals. It wasn't the Washington Nationals with Bryce Harper. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we, we like like how we've talked about uh, Mike Trout, you know, a few times on the show. And mm-hmm. he, he comes across as if 
he just you know he just putting on his hard hat he goes to work you know what type of dude mm-hmm. but you know he's that dude as far as a player whereas bryce harper is like hey look at me you know he gotta <laughs> he gotta do certain things hey look at me mm-hmm. hey it's all about me you know type of thing mm-hmm. and i mean there, there's guys like that oh yeah definitely but like john was saying is is like he was i guess he had a negative vibe to the team and once they got rid of him look at how they are now they're about to go to the world series they both at the World Series. Most likely win the World Series. So. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like I said, and I love Bryce. I enjoyed his time here and everything. But as you can see, they're playing as much better as a team without him. Like I said, it's not solely about Bryce. We got a variety of guys on this team. Like I said, the Soto, the Rendon, the Trey Turners, the pitching staff. I mean, it's not just one guy. It's a variety of guys that have contributed to this. And like I said, they look like a it's like it's like night and day basically. It's like night and day. Yeah. What a difference a year makes. Most definitely. It's also going back to Jay's point. It's it's now it's not the Bryce show. It's the national show. There you go. And and that's that's what's all working. It's it's not it's no longer Bryce Harper. Focus on me. Look at me. And like you were saying, I enjoyed Bryce Harper's first two seasons. I love the guy. He was a great hitter, great player. But then I think something just got to his head where he was just like, okay, now I'm going to be a prima donna and I don't care about the, the name on, on the front of my jersey. I care about the one that's on the back, which is mine. That's a fair point. That's a very, very fair point, man. But like I said, I can, I can just imagine just sitting at home right now looking at the Nationals, getting ready to go to the World Series. He's like, damn, that could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, any other thoughts from the playoffs, guys? Any other um, thoughts from the playoffs before we move on? Anything else? It's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 Like I say, whoever whoever wins between the Yankees and the Astros is, is going to make for is going to make for a good World Series. But, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like I say, definitely something to look forward to. Like I say, I, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm very excited. So it's going to be interesting, man. Definitely going to be interesting to see how everything, everything plays out. So. Okay, up next, baseball managers. I mean, we see. I mean, we're all big baseball fans here. We've seen a lot of baseball managers make impacts on the game. The guys that are currently in the league right now, former managers. There's been a lot of colorful, you know, exciting managers that have made a big impact on this game. So we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the um, some of the managers' impacts on the game so far. And I um. So it'd be good for each of us to like pick a manager to kind of kind of highlight, you know, somebody that you know kind of stood out to us. So, um, so John, you want to start with the um, manager you picked, the one that you wanted to kind of talk about and highlight. I mean, I definitely couldn't pick. I couldn't narrow it down to one, but I do have two in mind. But one is Buck Showalter, and the other one is your boy for for the Nationals now, uh, the Dave Martinez. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he's done with with that team. You know, and, and what I think he's only been with the, the team since 2017. Yeah, this so is the two years span. He's got him to yeah, a World year, Series yeah. caliber team. He has, man. I mean, like I say, I think people wanted to actually get rid of him, but like he's got them, you know, get rid of him in the World Series. He's definitely helped, been a big part of the uh, turnout for this team. Definitely, man. Definitely. 
And like I said, you know, I, I, I had it between him and Buck Showalter, and it, it's it, for Buck, it's more of his tenure as a coach. I mean, if you look at some of the teams Buck went to, Buck, Buck to me was a fixer guy. He mm-hmm. went into those teams that weren't very good, and he knew how to utilize them. Like, yeah, you know, I think he spent some time in New York. I think he spent some time in other places. And when he went to these teams, they were, you know, bottom of the barrel kind of kind of teams like that. One of his, you know, best projects, or in my opinion, or best ways to look at it is look what he did to Baltimore mm-hmm. with that lineup, mm-hmm. that rotation. Just him as an all-around coach, you could tell he cared about his players. And I think that's what you know a lot of coaches you know you look for in a coach, but I definitely think Buck Walter, his his tenure as a coach and what he's just done with teams and play, and even players who like no one thought you know could could do these this kind of things you know and of course everyone blamed Buck when the Orioles started losing and you know to to point out a fact Buck has no control over who not to sign who to sign things like that you know um, the the general manager if he's not getting the money. He can't go out and get these players that Buck wants to go get. Like, I know Colby Rasmus, we were looking at two years before the O's actually finally got him. And, yeah, by the time Colby was there, he was old. He, he wasn't the same Colby Rasmus that was playing. Umbaldo Jimenez, we got him two years too late. When the Orioles got him, he wasn't the Umbaldo that I knew watching him back in the other, you know, the other teams he was with. But – I still think what in his career, what he's done to certain, you know, lower barrel teams and brought them up to that caliber of, okay, yeah, they could compete. And at one point, the Orioles were in the playoffs competing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it def- definitely says something for who he is and how he coaches. And I definitely, I definitely think that he's a Hall of Fame worthy coach, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, you know, it's between him and, and him and the guy for the national, I mean, both great coaches and both know what to do with teams and are great minds of the game. And definitely. Awesome, man. Good choices, man. Good choices. Okay. You got your, got your pick? Yes, I do. So, um, well, Chris, you already know who it is, but, oh. um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so real quick, just the history about this, um, before I actually say who I'm talking about. Oh, uh, when Chris, you know, told me the topic, you know, about the whole, we go, let, let's spotlight the baseball managers. And I mean, for anyone who's listened to the show and know my history with the Atlanta Braves, because that was my team growing up, I could have easily oh, chose Bobby Cox. I could have easily chose him. And That's I what I thought we were going with. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I decided not to because I talked about him in length when we did the, um, the Atlanta Braves um, overall episode. Mm-hmm. Or whatnot. So mm-hmm. I was like, no. I was like, let's let me see who else I could think of that you know that maybe not too many people now would not you know would necessarily know about. So I kind of I landed on Billy Martin from the you know from back in the day or whatnot. Okay, because he's he's known infamously for a couple of reasons <laughs> and. I would say the primary three reasons he's known for is one, he was hired, fired from the Yankees multiple times. He was, he almost got into a, a dugout fight with Reggie Jackson. And he almost got into a lot of fights with a lot of people. And he was a notorious drinker. I would say those are the three major things. And then the fourth one, was 
his managing style. And what I mean by that is he was notoriously known for being very aggressive um, as far as doing anything that it took to win a game or whatever. He didn't, it didn't matter if he ruined a pitcher uh, like a, you know, catfish Stevens or whatnot, a uh, catfish hunter. I'm sorry. Um, he, he, he basically left it, had this man pitching like, like a, a complete game when he shouldn't have. And this is when he was the manager of the, uh, the A's or whatnot. And he was never the same after that. Uh, a couple other pitchers, he had them like pitching com like 29 complete games. And after that, they were never the same again. They, the game declined. He, he just like from the start when he would get with the team, cause he, he managed like multiple teams. He, like I said, he managed the Yank Yankees multiple times. Um, and everything. Let me see here. He actually managed the Yankees, um, in from 75 to 1978. Then he got fired. He came back in 1979. He got fired after that is when he went to Oakland for a couple of seasons. They fired him. And then he came back to the Yankees in 83, 85, and 88 was his last time because he, he ended up uh, passing away in uh, 89 in a car accident. Mm -hmm. But throughout those, like, 10 years or whatnot, because, I mean, he, he actually is a, like, a he's a Yankee. He, he played as a Yankee and everything. Um, he played for multiple teams. He was, like I said, he was known as a notorious drinker, even when he was a player. And then when he got into managing and everything, he he was known as a guy who could come in and be a fixer. Let's, if you want to compare someone to modern time that you could say some similar to that, we could say like a, a, what, Steve Madden to some degree, like what he did with the Cubs. And, you know, you know, in the first couple of years. Joe Madden, Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden, Steve Madden. Who the hell is it? I don't know why I said Steve Madden, Jesus. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Joe Madden, like how he, you know, he came in and, you know, he, he got him to the World Series, you know, you know, the whole curse was lifted. And then after that, mm -hmm. eh, the team went kind of the hell in a handbasket, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of how Billy Martin was. He'd come in, he'd make a huge impact <laughs> with a team from the get-go. And then after that, his personality and everything would wane on the team. And it's like, okay, we got to get this dude out of here. But what's crazy about it, he has a good winning percentage as a manager. He actually won uh, 1,253 games, and he lost 1,013, which gave him a winning percentage of a point of five five three. As that's pretty good as a manager. You know, he won oh, over 50 percent of his games um, as a manager. It's just that his style and his personality and everything that came with it, you know, it got overbearing for a team. But what's funny too is that of all the teams that he managed, for some reason, George Steinbrenner just kept bringing him back. <laughs> oh, what not? It's like it's like when he it's like ah, right, let's bring in Billy. Okay, Billy, you're here for a call. Okay, let's get rid of Billy, and then we bring in somebody else. Okay, things like ah, right, let's bring Billy back. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what? And it's like, how did this happen? And it, and he just. Like I say, the thing with him and Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, you know, Mr. 45, Mr. October, you know, all mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And on live TV, there's, I mean, you can look it up on YouTube. If you look up the clip and everything, they literally almost get to a freaking brawl in the dugout on live TV. And it just, I don't think anyone would come along now to be anything like what Billy Martin was. 
So that's kind of the reason why I wanted to bring him up and just kind of, you know, talk a little bit about him. That was good, man. Both excellent choices by you guys. I like that. I like that very much. All right. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, there's like a lot of guys you can choose from that's, you know, been great managers over the years. But um, two guys came to mind when I was thinking about who I wanted to pick. Um, one was Earl Weaver. I mean, he's a guy that's um, spent his entire career with the Baltimore Orioles. Oral fans are probably very familiar with him. And he was big on three things. He said pitching, defense, and the three-run home run. But um, he was a very colorful character. I mean, you can go to YouTube and search Earl Weaver. You can see him, you know, getting into arguments with umpires and everything. He was a fiery, feisty guy. I mean, he was definitely a personality out there on the field. And like I say, he's part of the um, part of Orioles history. Man, He's won the World Series with them and everything. I mean, he was a big part of their early success uh, back in the days. But um, it was him and also Joe Torrey. I mean, he was, a, he was the leader of those Yankees teams that won those World Series in the early 90s. And he was always cool, calm, and collected. I mean, he had all these great, great talent there on the Yankees, you know. Bernie Williams, you know, Derek Jeter, you know, David Cohn. I mean, a variety of, you know, great, you know, Yankees talent. He was able to mold those guys and they were able to win um, win four World Series. But um, not only did he manage the Yankees, he also managed the Mets. He started off with the Mets. He managed the Braves, Cardinals. And I, I forgot about this. He spent a couple of seasons with the with the Dodgers as well. And he was a great player, too. He's a former National League MVP. He won the MVP for the National League in 1971. Um, he won a gold glove. He was the um, NL batting champion in 1971. Uh, let's see. Um, he had a career batting average of 297, about 252 home runs. Um, he was a great player. He played He was um, three positions. He was a catcher, he was a first baseman, and he was a third baseman. But he was a great manager, and he's currently working in the front office. Um, he got a front office gig now that he's um, currently holding, and he's a Hall of Fame. He went to the Hall of Fame back in back in 2014. Um, he was manager of the year twice in '96 and '98. Uh, the Yankees retired his number six, and, and like I said, I like I said, I grew up. You know, I know a lot of people hate the Yankees and everything, but I always had much respect. For Joe Torre because he, he kept those Yankees teams in order. I mean, like I said, he was always cool, calm and, coll- calm and collected, and he was a great manager. And like I said, he was a great player as well. So those are the two guys that I went with: Earl Weaver and uh, Joe Torre. If you guys are not anybody that's listening, it's not familiar with those guys, definitely look them up because those are two great Hall of Fame managers right there, and the, the guys he chose were good as well. So, what well, it's funny you. Um... You said Joe Torrey because, um, you know, he's right under uh, Bobby Cox on the all-time wins um, as a manager list. Oh, re- oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Nice. There you go. And he and he actually managed the Braves for, from 82 to 84. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> he would have awesome. been a choice of mine, but I couldn't bring my heart to choose him. Versus- <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you, man. That, 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 that Yankee shade is real, man. That Yankee shade is definitely, definitely real. <laughs> and I'm, the son, I'm a son of a woman born in Baltimore, man. The Yankee hatred's still in my blood, so it's, it's still there, man. 
Um, John, you actually brought this up. Um, you know, we talked about like some guys that possibly, you know, could be make good managers. You brought up uh, Cal Ripken. I think he would definitely make a good manager. Um, anybody else that stands up to you that you would think, um, like former player, anybody that you, you would think would make a good manager? Uh, I mean, Ripken. You know, Cal Ripken's written books like you know the Ripken way and just a certain way he played. He played the game. Um, I mean, God, there's there's a handful of players you can you can actually pick to make uh, that would make great managers. Um, I got to go Ripken. I would have to go probably if I'm going. I would go Ripken as a head coach, a pitching coach. I would probably have Roger Clemens or Greg. Um, was it Greg Maddox? I'd have to go with him as a pitching coach and a hitting coach. I'd have to go with the man with the prettiest swing in the world, King Griffey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Anybody you think would make a good, good manager? Oh, uh, let's. See. Well, well, John already went with Cal Ripken because I mean he just has that type of mind um, mm-hmm. to be a manager. I can see him if he did do it. He'd be probably something like a Joe Torre type of mm-hmm. manager, you know, just cool and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who who else I could see as a I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I probably have to think about that one. Really, I don't know anybody else that I could really think of off the top of my head that I could see like as a manager. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, no, I couldn't see. Well, I could. I couldn't see Griffey as a manager. Like you say, a, a batting coach. Yeah. Um. No, I can't really think of anybody. Yeah. I'm stumped. I can't think of nobody. We stumped Jay. We stumped, stumped Jay. <laughs> stumped, I can't think of nobody. We stumped Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably missing some people myself. I guess we definitely went back and did some research. We definitely could be some names we could probably shoot out there would make, you know, good managers. I mean, there have been so many great players over the years. I'm sure there'd be somebody out there that really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, definitely a long list. I mean, yeah, I mean, when when we were growing up, there was there was a lot of really good players, and mm-hmm. it just make you think like who who could make that transition. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, all great players don't always transition to being good coaches because that's that that, that that's so, very true. Yeah, that's a good player doesn't make you that's could be a good coach or a good manager. So then we probably have to start thinking like some you know like either some utility players maybe or whatnot, you know, like people we wouldn't necessarily think of just like guys that we knew of just because we watched the game so much. So, you know, who like certain position players were, but they weren't like star players or anything like that. That would it be like who from who, who would you think? Because like, a, I mean, hell what Bo Jackson, he could probably been like a good position coach or, that's or, true. Or, or betting because I mean we talked about him. He was a freaking freaking nature at both sports. I, know, I, you, I could see like your point, like utility, like maybe like an Ian Kinsler kind of type, or like uh, you know something like that. You know, guy who kind of plays all around, and maybe like a Dustin Pedroia kind of guy. Yeah, you know, guys who were big names back then, but kind of you know they're still around today. But 
could definitely be like Ian Kinsler probably has a great baseball mind. Definitely. So, so it's yeah, just think of. I mean, like who who else? Now I'm trying to think of some like just position guys that I I knew of that I really liked when I was growing up. Now, um, I mean, I think Chipper Jones he could probably been you know like a batting coach or something like that. Especially since he was a switch hitter, he could oh, teach guys yeah, you know man. both you know hey well if you were. If you're a righty, certain thing you do here. If you're a lefty, certain thing you do here or whatnot. So I think he could probably be like a batting coach or something like that. Um, I didn't even think of Chipper. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't think about him neither. That is a good one. Nice. Um, trying to trying to think who else. Um, who, who? I mean, I'm because we well, I'm trying to avoid saying Barry. I'm I'm, I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> 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 and I can't. I, I had to say it because I mean, we well, we know he's he's somewhat you know he's somewhat been working with the Giants and everything like that. But uh, would you really want him like? Would you really want everything that comes along with that? So yeah, true. But then true. again, I mean, Mark McGuire he he kind of slid back in with you know with the um, was he with the Cardinals? I think it was. Or, or somebody, I forgot who. Exactly. Yeah, but there's somebody. still a there's still a lot of baggage with that name. Yeah, so yeah, you know, whatnot. Um, I don't know. Like I say, it's it's a lot of freaking guys is out there. So definitely, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something to think about. I mean, like there's a lot of guys out there that could, you know we could consider for that. But um. Any other thoughts on managers or anything else before we move on? Well, okay. Well, I got a question. Since we we all pretty much picked like different types of managers and everything, and they was all known for you know, different ways that they co- uh, you know coached or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, is is there anybody? Especially, I, well, this question is mainly for you guys because you guys watch more of the current stuff than I kind of have, so you would know some more of the managers than I do. Um. Is there anybody now that you feel that has like a, you know, like how we've been talking about these older managers, like a, like a Earl Weaver or Billy Martin or even a Joe Torrey, you know, guys that are, that just stand out as a manager, not like, I won't say like that is more known than the team, but just when you know that they're the manager of a team, you know, that they're going to bring out the best in their players. Like, you know, anybody like that. I got to go Joe Madden. Yeah, that's how I'll take it too, Joe Madden. Okay, Joe Madden. Yeah, man, where is he at now? So, right, he's gone. I mean, he was with he was with the Cubs, and I think they were in uh they were in like a division series, the World Series, or something like that. And the team, I forget who they were playing, but they brought up a hitter, and he just like he count he countered every move, and I think he was doing it against the Orioles too. But the man countered every. Every move that a team did, he had something to counter it and get the win or get whatever needed to be done. And that's why, you know, managers, great baseball minds. That's what you need. I think if he had one, it definitely had one. Yeah. True. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I said somebody, somebody's going to pick him up. I still think he's a good manager. Somebody, somebody's going to pick him up. I mean, I think that's why I kind of, you know, use the whole comparison with him and Billy Martin because of the fact that, you know, yeah, he's good for like a short-term solution to a team's problem, <laughs> but long-term, no, he's not. So, 
and he's somebody if your team is like on the verge of like you know getting to the World Series, getting to the playoffs, you know he's the he, he's your guy. Maybe maybe Magic should have the Dodgers pick him up for like a season or two. They they win the World Series and then okay we we get him out of here. So. <laughs> maybe so because they've had they've had trouble getting over the hump here recently. So hey, you never you never know. Okay. Um. Anything else before we move on? No, that's that's it for me. Oh, okay. Um. Real quick, I wanted to get um John's opinion on this. Me and Jay have um discussed this, and actually, Jay's very passionate about this. Uh-oh. Uh. The whole thing Uh-oh. with <laughs> the whole thing with um with Colin Murray deciding to go to football over baseball. I mean, we've had many discussions about this here. How do you how do you feel about that, John? Do you think he made the right move? Do you think it would have been a better move to go the baseball route? Because we've talked many times on here about um, getting like the younger viewers in, into the game. Like we all, both all three of us, we grew up, you know, loving the game, enjoying enjoying baseball. But a lot of the youth today, they're more gravitated to basketball and football. And a guy like a Kyler Murray, he could have definitely kind of been a game changer if I think he decided to go the baseball route. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? I mean, from watching his current play right now in the NFL, I definitely don't think he made the right decision. Um, most of your quarterbacks in the NFL aren't, you know, around his size. You know, around his size, they're six foot something plus. Um, you know, but I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely something he could be a two sport guy if he wanted to. Um, but it's just I. People are saying, you know, oh, if you wanted to follow the paycheck, I think personally, I think there's a bigger payout in baseball, especially if you do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I think that's kind of more like you being all about the money. Um, but I think, I think he, I think the best thing he could have done was probably follow his heart, and his heart was telling him football. And you know what? Like I said, right now, the play I'm seeing from him, yeah, he's had some sparks of greatness, but. I don't see enough that would, in my mind, see that he made the right jump, in my opinion. I haven't seen enough from him. Um, like, if he came out the gate and was guns blazing, Pat Mahomes kind of numbers, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you definitely made the right jump there, sir. But I haven't seen it. So, in my opinion, hey, if you were a better baseball player, then you made the wrong decision. If you were a better football player, then you made the right decision. But... In the end, if he followed his heart and his heart said football, then by all means, sir, go ahead, do what you do. I but I definitely, I definitely think that he he probably followed what he loved doing, and if he loved playing football, yeah, he loved playing football, and I, I can't argue with the man with that. Definitely, most definitely. Like I said, I haven't seen really seen his, you know, a lot of his baseball stuff, but I mean, obviously, he was good enough to get, you know, down to Oakland Athletics they drafted him, but like I said, you said, if his heart said football, you know, go football, because like, like I said, you can, if he goes to the Cardinals, he's the starting quarterback there. If he went the baseball route, he would have to go to the minor league system, you know, single A, double A, triple A, there was no guarantee, you know, he would be on the athletics. So right now, he'd have to go to their, you know, minor league system and everything. So that's, that's a lot of things when it comes to a lot of players and everything, you know. I mean, you go to like basketball, Football, I mean, you can go to those leagues and start right away. Baseball, it's a slower 
this process. And a lot of people, you know, they're not in for that. They're not in the, you know, wait it out like that. They want that instant, you know, gratification stuff. But yeah, like I said, me and Jay, we've had this discussion on here many times. He's very, he very, very passionate about this one. Jay, you like to share your thoughts here with Mister uh, Mr. John? What are you feeling about? This? Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I won't, I won't go full rant mode on it, but I, 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 I'll just, I'll just say this. Okay, which that makes sense. Yeah, you follow your heart, you know, do and everything like that, but. If that's the case, and this kind of applies not just to Kyler, but also to Russell Wilson, because he played baseball yeah, in college, that's too. That's right. That about that. That's right. Why play baseball in college if you don't plan on pursuing it? That, that, that's, that's my whole thing. Why, why play it if you're not going to pursue it? Because, and the reason why I say that, I, I bring up I bring up uh, Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward has been a trophy winner and everything. But he also played basketball in college. And he he knew he was not going to be um, drafted to the NFL because they felt that, hey, he's too small or whatnot. So he went and played basketball. And he, had, he, he wasn't a great basketball player, but he was still decent. He had like a 14-year career or whatnot. So that's still pretty good. Um, But with someone from from what i've heard and like i say too i haven't seen kyler's baseball career in college or whatnot but from what i've heard that he was a really exceptional baseball player in college so why play it if you're not going to pursue it that, that's that's just that's just my thing on that. that's that's i can definitely see that yeah yeah, that's that's a fair, fair point. Without without question, man. Why you know go that route and you know play baseball if you're not gonna fully pursue it, go all the way with it. So, because I mean, Bo, Bo Jackson and Dion, they did play. They played. You know, they they and remember Bo Jackson actually played. He was he went to MLB before he actually went to the NFL. So. Yeah, he did. He did. So most definitely. That was so, um, all around. He was just all around freaking nature, though. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, yes, yes. Without question, without question man. He, he was on another level, on a whole another level. But um, one last thing, I'm um, gonna throw this question out to out to John. Like I said, me and Jay, we've talked about this as well. Do you think we'll ever see another two sport athlete like so with like Deion Sanders and with like Bo Jackson? Will we see another two sport athlete like play baseball or maybe football or baseball in another sport? Do you think we'll ever? see that in our lifetime uh i mean you got some baseball players built for it i mean mike trout if he wanted to can go out there and play football um i mean we technically saw it with tim tebow but i think he went baseball because football didn't work out for him um but willingly a two-sport athlete i mean it's hard to say i mean they're they're gems when they when they happen because you know there's certain guys where you Everyone looks at, yeah, okay, Michael Jordan played baseball and, and uh, basketball, but Michael Jordan played baseball and he wasn't really good at it. Oh, <laughs> so, he was not. Uh, two sport guys that are that'll be good. I mean, Tim Tebow's doing decent in decently in, in uh, baseball, but the whole thing is he's not playing football in the same season or the same year as well. So, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely they're definitely gems to find, and I definitely think they're. Um, 
they're athletes who love the, the, the sport rather than the money. Don't get me wrong, money's probably nice because you're getting two different big paychecks from two different sports, but I don't think we'll see it in a long time. I don't. Yeah, like I say, like I say, you never say never, but that's one of those things I, I, I'd be very hard pressed to see it like happening in our lifetime anyway. Jay, any thoughts on that? Um, well, you remember when they tried to say, "Hey, LeBron James, you can play basketball and football. He's built like a tight end." Mm-hmm. Like really? So I know. <laughs> cuts across the middle, get popped one time, he's done. He will. LeBron, LeBron James would get his. LeBron James would get hurt. Exactly. He would. I mean, he would. He, he, he's not, he doesn't have the mentality for that. You know, you got the big body and everything. He doesn't have the mentality for that, I don't think. And, and that's what people people said the same thing about Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt went out and tried for Manchester United, one of the top Premier League soccer teams in the world. And everyone's like, oh, man, they're, he's going to run circles around those guys. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. He's trained to sprint mm-hmm. for a, a few seconds. These dudes are trained to run up and down a field for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. It's different. Who's it's not the same. <laughs> exactly. He was it's training a, it's totally different. He ran circles around him, bro. Circles. And they have mm-hmm. great footwork. So. Exactly. exactly. It's not easy making a transition like that. You know, running. You know, a little sprint in a, in a race like that, and trying to get on the soccer field. It's just like it's not happening. It's, it's, it's two totally yeah. different things. Two totally, totally different things. But um, but yeah, guys, that's all I got. Anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up about here? Anything else? Uh what's the what's the score right now? Uh it's seven one. According to the home run, the Nets are up now. Look like that's the fourth inning. But the Nets are up seven bottom one. Of the, bottom of the fourth, yeah. Bottom of the fourth, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. What about, uh, what about um, like MVPs or anything or uh, stuff like that? Oh yeah. Um, any thoughts on the MVP race for the American League? You guys got any predictions on who might might win? Any predictions? Uh, I think I'll save it for the next episode. <laughs> I, I'll save it for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay, John, any predictions on MVP? He's holding, he's holding it close to the vest. He's holding it close to the vest, yeah. <laughs> he wants us to tell people to turn in for the next episode so they can have something to, something to wait for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, any predictions, John? Any MVP predictions? Uh, most likely, I'm going to say somebody somebody from the Houston. From Houston. I want to say maybe Altuve. Mm-hmm. And I would say National League. I don't see an MVP. Maybe an, I, I mean I might see a guy winning uh, MVP and Rookie of the Year, but I don't know if I think he's a rookie this season. Um, what's his name? Uh, I think he's a National League player. Uh, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Yeah. He could be. Yeah, I could definitely. He definitely been for the Rookie of the Year, and I could. He could be in the MVP can, um, category as well. Has anyone ever won both in the same season? That I'm not sure of. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if Jay would know off offhand. Do you know off 
Okay, I don't. I, I can nothing I can think of off the top of my oh, head. No, I don't know. Um, I probably have to look that up to see. Yeah, yeah. I have to look I'm, I'm to pretty see, sure but, it's been but, done. I'm pretty sure it's been done. I mean, this is a what over two hundred year sport. So. <laughs> that is that is very, very true. But nothing's going to my head right now. I definitely see Pete Alonzo though at least taking something. Whether it's rookie of the year or MVP, I definitely see him him taking something. Yeah, oh, okay, definitely, definitely. He definitely got. I think he got the rookie of the year on lock. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, guys, that's all I got here. John, thanks for being on once again. Um, anything you like to plug? Sir? Nah, not really. I don't got a lot of stuff to plug. Uh, just uh, follow me on Twitter at Whovian, uh, Whovian Dude 32 and that's about it. Short and sweet, short and to the point. I love it. Jay, anything you like to plug? Uh, real quick, I just looked it up. So, um, some guy named uh, Fred Lynn uh, from the Boston Red Sox, 1975. He was 23. He was the rookie of the year, and he was the MVP. Oh, nice. There you go. There you go, there you go man. There you go. All right. Awesome. See? It, it was done. <laughs> it, was, it, was it had to be. It had to be. Uh, had to be done. But, I mean, shoot, 1975, that's over 40 years. So. 40 years? It hasn't man. been done from then. It hasn't been done again? No, not, not since then. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. Ooh. all right. Uh, but uh, as far as for me, um, with the plus, I mean, uh, since I am the co-host here, I, I'll keep mine short and sweet. Um, I'll just say you can follow me on Twitter at uh, jmovietalk. Um, right now is since it's October, I'm in the full swing of things with uh, my horror wing that I do every year. Um, right now we have the Phantasm series going in full swing, uh, episode 135, which was a takeover episode by Ryan and Martin from the Blood and Black Rum podcast. They did Phantasm part two for me. Um, so I appreciate that. You guys can check that out. That's now on the TV Zone podcast network feed as we speak at this moment. So definitely check that out in the, um, takeovers will continue i won't be returning to movie talk uh, until um i do a uh, phantasm 5 because i did the first one then i'll be coming back for phantasm 5 and also too i did a um did an anniversary episode which i don't normally do um even though i've been doing movie talk now for four years but this is the first year that i actually did a anniversary episode and i was joined by original co-host miss keita hubbard so that episode will be uploaded soon as well so you can check all that good stuff out Awesome. Sounds good. And guys, as far as I'm concerned, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23. Uh, follow this show's uh, Twitter page at Slam underscore podcast. Also, the Three and Out football podcast. Me and John did another episode tonight. Give that Twitter a follow at Three and Out Podcast One. Uh, check out my writing, medium.com slash at Broken Moneymaker, as well as support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash moneymakerchris. Uh, check out my group page for my writing, The Cash In, as well as Football and Friends. Um, I do post all my articles and stuff there. Football and Friends, I do weekly football picks. The picks should be out probably sometime tomorrow. And I got um 
our friend Jay, um, JD um, is joining me to pick this week. So I'm looking oh, forward nice. to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got her to come pick pick games with me this week. So that should be fun. Um, check out my products I have available to help promote my blog. Um, Storefrontier.com slash Writer315. T-shirts and hoodies on there. Got some cool Halloween stuff on there as well. Get ready for Halloween. Uh, teespring.com slash store slash moneymakerchris. Got some phone cases, mugs, and stuff on there as well to help promote my blog. Also got still got wristbands, towels, ink pens. If you're interested in that, hit me up and we can talk about that as well. So that's all I got. Um, another great episode. Uh, Jay, any last words? Um, there's no crying in baseball. There you go. No crying in baseball. <laughs> John, I, can do, I, can do word, that, I can do that entire scene. That's all I got to say. I can, I can do the entire, <laughs> word for word, verbatim. I can, I can do the entire Jimmy Dugan scene from that that line. I can do the entire thing. I love that movie. Go for it, man. There's, there's, profanity. there's profanity in it. We can't do that. <laughs> yes, we can. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. Peace.